0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to deal to heal teas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas. At deal to heal Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Heal to heal with E James podcast on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. Therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, Please subscribe, listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all of our uh, social media outlets. Um, Definitely on our YouTube page. We're trying to get those numbers up. And definitely on Facebook, because on Facebook, we can um, communicate with you more on a day-to-day basis and more uh, one-on-one, should I say. Uh, give you more information on things that we have going on, whether it's products, uh, webinars, workshops, things like that, uh, that we definitely have in the works. So you want to uh, stay abreast of that. So please follow us uh, on your social media platforms. Also, um, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. Uh, and don't cost you nothing, but you got to stay into the end of the podcast to get that information So we're gonna jump right in it today. Just like any other day. We are blessed with a guest. Miss Trey How are you doing?
1: Hi, how are you? So good to be here
0: No problem. No matter. First of all, let me say thank you for being here uh, You could be doing anything else, but you're here with me and my listeners and we definitely appreciate it
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited
0: Good, good, good. I'm excited, too, because we, we got one of, uh, one of my favorite topics to, to talk about, uh, which is relationships. Uh, but we're going to get into all that in a minute. So, first of all, uh, introduce yourself to my listeners and tell them who you are and what it is that you do.
1: I am Trey Kearney. I am a certified life and relationship coach. Um, I deal heavy into infidelity, healing from cheating, healing from um, trauma. Healing from betrayal i am the mother of three sons 27 22 and 13 my youngest is on autism spectrum i got here by way of committing adultery and it took me down a path of discovery of myself so i had to take the time to deal
0: to heal and now i'm fulfilling my purpose okay okay and that was gonna be my first question too like how did you get (laughs) into this line of work um which, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, um, man, so again, that was going to be my first question. So I don't know if you want to expound on that or if that's, that's good enough. Sure. Uh,
1: many years ago, I was married. I am not married anymore. Um, the marriage dissolved because I committed adultery. Um, I cheated with somebody else's husband. And our lives took a terrible turn. And on my journey, I realized it was such a devastating trickle down for everybody's Mm -hmm. family. It just didn't affect me, my ex-husband, him, his ex-wife. It affected all of us. It affected my family, his family, our nieces and nephews that loved us. My ex-husband's nieces and nephews and family, they loved me. So it affected everybody. Same with him, his ex-wife's family loved him. And it was a catastrophe. And I don't think people see the weight of infidelity. I don't think people understand the trickle down. So I went on a journey to heal and to find out why I thought that was okay. And, you know, and I think most people ask the question, why do people cheat? People cheat because they're immature in some area of their life. And I was immature mm-hmm. in a communication area of my life to be able to articulate to my ex-husband what I really needed. So when um, someone came along, cause I was feeling alone, I felt like I didn't have the attention that I needed. So when someone came in, creeped in that crack, they were able to pull me in and by my own will, okay, because we like to blame folks. We don't blame people here. Mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to be with someone else because the attention that I was craving, because I wasn't a whole person at the time, led me down a road of destruction. But I'm better now. So that's yeah, how I'm
0: journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so I, um, I, I kind of uh, relate. Because of some ex- ex- experiences that I've been through. Um, I've never been a cheater, definitely been uh, accused. That's a, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, definitely been accused. Um, but I remember uh, one uh, relationship that I, I had been in with someone who had uh, been in a relationship with someone who was married, you wow. know, and talking to them and again, trying to get that answer like why like what was what was behind it and even how that kind of played out in in our relationship when we were in a relationship and how it affected us you know um with me at that time which i think that everybody has their different uh points i guess right. you could say um but the the issue that we had at that time was uh it stemmed from from some things that had nothing to do with me, but yet, you know, there was some communication uh, gaps. Yes. There was some communication gaps. And there also was the, the fact that um, I don't know if you listened to my podcast before, and I kind of go to my story of how I got here. Right. But uh, in the midst of my life, I have um, been attracted to and attracted fatherless daughters. Right. But, and so my whole life, I've always been in relationships. Every woman I've ever dealt with was a fatherless daughter. Wow. So uh, that being said, the matureness of a interaction on a day-to-day basis with a man, uh, a healthy interaction with the man and being able to communicate, you know, was a barrier that I've had, you know, I've faced in, in different uh, relationships, but it was, a, it was a burial in this relationship, particularly that I'm talking about. And we had a good relationship, but it was one of those things uh, of dealing with, you know, daddy issues and the self sabotage because it's like, okay, I'm dealing with an abandonment issue. So any moment he could leave. Yeah. You know? And so you have that. Then you have the, okay. Uh, since he can leave at any moment, let me give, a, give him a reason to leave. You know, right. you have that thought process. And yes. then you have the, 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 the one that kind of affected me the most, which was, yes, everything is going good, but I'm I'm afraid to, or she was afraid to tell me what it was she was dealing with on the inside. Right. You know, with those insecurities and those feelings that, mm-hmm. you know, you might leave at any time or, you know, just those communication uh, gaps that we had. And I, and I think, you know, like I said, I, I think everybody have their different things um, and that just what played out in, in that specific situation. But I think, you know, it kind of goes back to the thing when we talk about communication, yes. being, you know, the main thing in any relationship. But. I think the reason why we always say it because it's true. Yes.
1: (laughs) Communication and comprehension.
0: Oh, those two.
1: Yes, you can communicate with someone, but if they're not understanding what you're saying or if they're putting their own understanding on it, it's still going to be a problem. It's still a communication problem. People think communication is, I'm listening to you. Communication, Mm -hmm. you have to comprehend. And again, I always, when I talk to people now to make sure that they understand what I'm saying, and I understand what they're saying. We're gonna repeat it back to each other. So what mm-hmm. you're telling me is, because we're gonna teach tonight, right? So right. so what you're telling me is what I heard you say. So I'm not assuming anything because I've been in, in in situations with, you know, romantic relationships as well as family and friends, where I thought I heard something, I perceived it as something different than what the person was saying. So I'm big on saying to people now. So what I heard you say is this, or did you mean this? Am I understanding what you're saying? Because a lot of times we miss that in the communication.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I definitely uh, have have spoke on that before. You know, you have communication, then you have understanding. Because if you don't have understanding, then we can talk all day. Yes. You know, because and I always say, even now with different topics you know, outside of the podcast, like you're having a conversation with somebody and sometimes you can have a, a heated conversation. Right. And so if if I feel going in that this might be a heated conversation, the first thing I say is, OK, before we even get started, are we having a conversation to understand or are we just having a conversation just to say how we feel? Mm-hmm. Because if you just want to say how you feel, then you can just say it and I ain't got to say nothing and we can be done with it. That's but it. if you are going to have a conversation to understand, then now we can we can really get into it, you know, to try to understand, you know, what is what's your viewpoint? Why do you feel the way that you do? Um, yeah. And I think we miss that in in communication, especially in our in our relationships, you know, um, because I think that there's a misunderstanding, especially in in relationships, and this is where I want to go with, with you is there's a misunderstanding of. Uh, when you talk about relationships, and a lot of times we talk about, you know, you start talking about infidelity or things like that, it's already assumed automatically it's the man. You know, it's the man's fault automatically that he did he did something wrong. You know, even if even if he was the one that cheated, what did you do? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like it, and then I remember having a conversation, and this is where I want to go with you. Well, I remember having a conversation uh with someone, and it, and it was myself coming out of a relationship, and they were like, you know, men don't have, we're not as emotionally invested as as the woman is. And I said, why would you say that? And she was like, well, even in in your situation, it's like you moved on so quickly. I said, no, it wasn't that I moved on quickly. I said, one thing about men, we get over things by getting something to do. You know what I mean? Like we feel a void by doing something, you know, right. and sometimes that end up being another relationship. But you know, it don't always have to be a relationship. And what my thing was, what I was trying to get them to understand before, with a lot of men who men that actually want to be in relationships. Let's let's say that we're not talking about players. We're not right. talking about you know all them guys. We're talking about guys, men that's looking for committed relationships or are in committed relationships. When it starts getting to the point where things start getting hard, by the time he physically leaves, he's already felt like he's done all that he can do. Right. So once you get to the point where we accept, okay, death is, is not working. There's no more hope here. Then we dust our hands. And now we're moving on. You know, so if it's another relationship, however quick that may be, then the woman's like, oh, you didn't care. You know, you move right on. No, I did all I can do. You know right. what I'm saying? Once I there's nothing else I can do. Okay, let me go. Why am I going to sit here, you know, that's why you really right. see it. <laughs> yeah, right. you really see um like in, even in the movies, you really see men sitting down eating the ice cream watching TV crying. You know, right. cuz we're like, "Oh, it's done. Okay, it's done. Let me go." You right. know, we don't we don't stay in that emotional uh space of loss. We actually go through the loss while we're still in the relationship. Right? So once it gets to the end and we and we our face with the fact that, you know what, it's done, then it's it's done. It's time to, it's time to move on. Absolutely. So I don't think women really understand that. And then uh, the other part is there's a misunderstanding that men don't have feelings. You know, right. there's a misunderstanding that, you know, we just shake it off and, and keep it moving when the truth is we are just as emotional <laughs> as women are. We right. just don't always show it
1: yes i I totally agree just from you know from data that i've collected along my journey i coach men i interview men on my podcast men hurt too i'm a mother of three sons so i'm on the inside looking from the outside in if that makes sense you know raising three boys and the one thing that i learned and one of the first things that i say in my book is that men are human beings first and i had i had to learn this along my journey with my own children and with the men in my life because as soon as the doctor says it's a boy, men are not human like, treated like human beings anymore. They're treated like males. So all these expectations and all of these things that they need to do is placed on their head at a really early age. They're told, you know, you got to do this. You're the protector. You're the provider. The human aspect is taken out. And so many men just implode for so long until they explode. And again, on my journey of raising my boys, I had to learn that they were human beings, that they did have feelings. And how I really learned that was from my two oldest, the, they're different personalities. Like my oldest son, he's a debater. He'll go back and forth with you toe to toe. But my middle son is very sensitive, right? His feelings would get hurt fast. And my old son was like, you can't talk to him like that because you know he not me. And I had to realize this is two different humans, not mm-hmm. two different boys not two different men. This is two different human beings having a human experience with me. And I have to realize that when I say something to them and I use a certain tone or I disrespect them, their feelings get hurt. And so many people um, negate the fact that men have feelings. So many women think that men, you don't feel the same way. You don't know how I feel. I really, they really do. And I'm speaking from the men that I've interviewed, talked to and the data that I've collected. I do understand how you feel because I feel the same way in a breakup. And this mm-hmm. hurt me too. I have to go to bed tonight and think about you. My brain doesn't turn off. And one thing that I learned on this journey too for myself, even with the breakups that I had, the relationships that I had, men and women process things differently. It appears to everybody, women appear emotional because we're okay with crying. And we, we've we been taught to emote. We've been taught that cry let it out, men have not so they internalize it, they implode, they cry on the inside, mm-hmm. and, and you think they're not crying, but they're crying on the inside and they're processing. Like you said, along the journey, when we're in relationships, both the man and the woman notices coming to an end mm-hmm. because we're not connected anymore, we're not having sex anymore, we're not talking anymore. What boys to men say we don't even talk anymore, you know? We don't even know what we are. So we know when it's coming to an end, both people. So both people are processing the end. So when people leave and go and end up in another relationship with somebody, it was a long time coming before it even happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I decide that I'm not ready to date somebody, but the person who I was with decide that it's best for them to see somebody else because their time frame of healing is different, That's none of my business. And that's what we have to um, stop worrying about, too. When we have these relationships and we break up, we have to stop worrying about what the other person is doing. That is no longer your concern, right? And and so many times we're going to sit and say, oh, look what he did. And look at that. He moved on. I knew he was doing this. No, you didn't. You don't know anything because you're not in another person's head. And that's one thing about us as women that I've learned to correct myself on my journey, too, that I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not in your head. I'm making assumptions. I'm taking things personally. And it's not even about me. And one of the guys that I interviewed said this. He said, you know, and this is how I want the women to learn tonight or learn. It's, he said, a lot of times women take things personally. He said, well, my money ain't right. Mm-hmm. I'm a different person. If it ain't about money, I don't want to talk about it. And we as women, we will take that on like it's something we're doing. This man is worried about the bills. This man is worried about his money, his money funny. The cash is getting low. The zeros is going away in the bank account. And I'm assuming that he has a problem with me. So we as women, we have to learn that men process things differently and different things are important to them that are not important to us. And their behavior is not always about us as women. No matter what a man says, a woman will deflect. If a man comes and has a problem and says, hey, This is going on in my life. It'll automatically more than less than 10 minutes into the conversation, turn around to what about me? Well, this is what I'm going through. And a man's issues are likely most of the time never resolved because before he can even get what he needs, (laughs) he's like, well, oh, I understand. I've been there too. And you know what happened to me today? And he's like, here we go. So this this is the things that we have to understand that, men need to have that moment, right? Of uh, don't come back and say, what about me? Men just need you to hear them in that moment when he's talking about an issue that he's dealing with, even if the issue is you. Don't come back and say, oh, well, you don't take out the garbage. or oh, well, you don't talk to me at night. Let that man have that moment of saying, we're not intimate enough, right? Because a man will mm-hmm. come, like, we're not intimate enough and she'll make it all about her. No, let that man say, hey, babe, Let me try to work on that. How can I work on that? Why do you think this is happening? What can I do to make you feel better? I'm sorry. I do realize I have been not satisfying your needs or I haven't been attentive to you and don't make excuses. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I was just listening to Gary Owen on The Breakfast Club. I don't know if you heard his interview about him leaving his wife.
0: Yeah, Yeah. And
1: his kids is mad at him and all this other stuff. But she said, you know, I can't believe you're doing this right now. Like she was taken by surprise. This is the one thing though, Ernest, if he told her five years ago, she still would have been taken by surprise. Mm -hmm. I'm taken by surprise. If he told her yesterday, tomorrow, if he stayed all his time, right, right now, if he came out and said, I'm divorcing my wife, he still be taking her by surprise. It still wouldn't be the right time. So I'll be, I encourage men and women that it's never going to be the right time. Yeah. Sometimes you guys really? do what know got to do and like he said, he said I, ha- I was unhappy. And somewhere along that line, I got to say this, you know I'm big, I'm I'm big on holding women accountable and I talked about this before. That roommate syndrome crept in. He said I felt like her roommate. I just did a long talk about that. No man is marrying you to be your roommate. No man is marrying you to be two ships passing that because he can go get a, a house apartment with his homeboy, and they could pay half the bills. They could go live a player's life. He is marrying you because he wants intimacy, because he wants a friend, because he wants a home, because he wants a companion, because he wants somebody to talk to him. He wants somebody to make love to him. And Gary Owen said it. He said, it was like living with a roommate. Why do I have to live with a roommate? Because when women go through that and we leave, everybody supports us, including our kids. But his kids are mad at him because he left the unhappy situation. Now, if it was vice versa and the mother left, they wouldn't be mad at their mom. Ask me yeah. how I know because my kids wasn't mad at me and I was dead wrong and they still stood behind me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you hit on you hit on a couple of things. But two things that I want to I want to talk about. Um, the, the first thing I've been having this conversation a lot lately, um, just, you know, again, talking about relationships. And I was I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about some of our other friends, and you know, she had got a phone call, you know, from one of her friends, and it was talking about some different things that they were going through. And it was several people that was going through so much in, in their relationships, and like oh they're going through depression, and one person was in the hospital, another person was talking about you know, commit suicide and going through all of that. And I'm like, the reason why. The people are having so much trouble uh, or it's affecting people so much is because people are depending on other people for their happiness. Right. When you depend on another person to make you happy, you are always going to be uh, uh, let down because that's right. not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to bring your own happiness, to provide your own happiness in your life. Anybody that comes into your life should be in addition to that but they shouldn't be the source. You should be the source of your own happiness. So when you're in a when you are when you're already happy and you meet someone and that person is making you happy, also cool, we're gonna add on to my happiness. But if that person comes and they're doing whatever and you're like, you know what, this ain't feeding me, you can let that person go and you still be straight yes. because your source of your happiness is coming from yourself. And I think we're losing that so much in this culture now, you know, because. There's so much going on, with <laughs> with the relationships and that being outnumbered, and with the men to the women, is more women than there's men, and then so now we're learning our standards, and we're you know making adjustments, and then we're accepting different things, and then we're having these experiences that we take into the next relationship that we didn't heal from, and now we're holding the current person uh, responsible for something that somebody else did. You know, and all the, all of these things is playing out in our relationships. And, you know, we're looking at each other like, oh, you don't make me happy. You know, so and now many
1: people, Ernest, so many people come into relationships. I'm sorry to cut you off. But one of the main problems with relationships. And this is this is a lot of people come into relationships with voids looking for something. Right. Mm-hmm. My last relationship, when it ended, I was cool. Of course, I was upset. I was hurt because I loved him. He loved me. We had history. But when I walked away, I wasn't broken. I I was able to accept it early on because I did not go into that relationship. Like most people go into relationships with voids. They're looking for somebody to plug them, right? Because they're bleeding out from something. Whether Mm -hmm. they're looking for, a woman is looking for a father for her children and this man fills that void. So when he decides he doesn't want to leave or the breakup happens, she's all to pieces because that void is going to be open again. Or if a woman is lonely and she's looking for somebody to fill that void, then when the breakup happens, she's all to pieces. She's depressed. She's in the hospital because you came in with a hole. You came in with a mm-hmm. void. My last relationship, I, I was whole. I had did a whole lot of work on myself. I was I, I hadn't dated anybody for almost four years, so I was okay by myself. I loved myself. I knew I wasn't coming into that relationship. And if he left, he would take pieces of me or parts of me or something that I needed from him. I didn't need money from him. I didn't need um, for him to be my dad. I dealt with my daddy issues. I didn't need him to be a father to my children because my children already have their own father. I didn't need him to provide for my children. I was looking for a companion, another whole person so we could come together, enjoy life together and enhance each other, right? So that we Mm -hmm. can go on a journey of learning some new things, experiencing some new things. So when we parted ways, I wasn't in pieces because I came in there as one whole person. So when he left, he only left with him. He didn't leave with a piece of a plug for me of, oh, who's going to take care of my kids now? That was their stepdad. Or who's going to pay my bills because now I'm distraught because he was, you know, contributing to part of what I was doing. So it was refreshing for me. And I, I encourage people to do work on yourself. But when you go into a relationship whole and it doesn't work out, that person wasn't complete in you. So you're not in a hospital depressed. So you're not suicidal. So you're not all up and on. So you're not crying for two to six months or years. So you're not bitter. You're able to say, you know what? We had some good times, right? It was good. Some of it wasn't so good, but we had some good times. I'm going to glean on that and I'm going to walk away. And I know that something better is coming for me. Not that somebody's going to be better than that person because none of us are better than each other but somebody's going to be better for me. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't detrimental to my health that when we didn't talk anymore that I had to be like, oh my God, why are you picking up? I'm so lonely. Why would you do this to me? I did this for you and I did that for you. And I went into the relationship of not doing things for him because I wanted something back. A lot of people go into relationships with um, ill intentions, right? I didn't go into that relationship. Everything I did for him was because I wanted to do it for him. So when I walked away, I wasn't throwing stuff in his face or shoving. I did, went through this with you, and I did that for you. Because I went in there with no ill intentions. I went in there with a clean mind. I was whole, and I wanted us to have a good time together. I wanted us to enjoy life. And I asked him, too, and we said to each other, when this doesn't work out, we're not going to be mad at each other. We're not going to be acting a fool. You got to go and talking to people, having these conversations from the beginning, even if that person acts a fool. I'm not acting a fool. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a grown woman. You don't like me no more. Somebody gonna like me. You know why? Because I like me. <laughs> I like
0: myself. <laughs> right, right, right. So so you said several things. Um, but one of the things I I want to uh mention, so I, I actually I, I'm divorced, I've been divorced. Um, but I remember having that conversation um with someone, uh my ex-wife, because we have known each other since kindergarten. Right. right. Uh, we're in kindergarten together. We grew up together. We went to church together. You know, so we have a long history. Um, so when we seen again, both of us knowing and, you know, seeing how how the marriage was was going, it's like, OK, we are, we're we're kind of coming to a the end of the road. And so we started having those same conversations. And one of the conversations that I had with her is, look, first of all, we've both been married before. So we've been married before. We've been divorced before It's life. It happens in the midst of it. You know, my thing that I really pressed was we've been knowing each other since kindergarten. You know, we have years of friendship, you know, um, that we've developed over the time outside of the marriage. We're not even talking about the marriage. We just talk about me and you as being friends right. and knowing each other, knowing your mom, knowing you know my mom, you know, our families being connected, you know, and church growing up together and that, that whole thing. And I'm like, I don't want to lose that. Mm. We are, we're finna lose the marriage. We, we already know that. We know we're coming to an end to the point where we, we're about to lose this marriage, but I don't want to lose the friendship in the midst of it. You know, we've been through too much. We know too much. You know, our families is just too much involved. Like you say, even with yourself with the connection that not only us, but the families and the sisters and brothers and nieces and nephews, you know, and everybody that's all connected with us in this marriage, even though we're the two that's married, everybody else came with us, you know? And so I'm like, so even in the, in the midst of this, when we, you know, when everything is finalized, whatever, whatever, I don't want to lose the friendship along with the marriage. You yes. know, so that was something that we were very intentional about, and we 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 did it. We did it. You know, we're we're cool. We're on good terms. Um, you know, we're good friends even now. So we were were able to to keep that going. But I don't think that everyone has that mindset to have those conversations and then also like you mentioned about going into a relationship healed before you enter that relationship you yes. know and going into that relationship looking my my one of my things is when i go into a relationship i go in with the thought of what can i do to make your life better yes right? what can i do every day to make this other person's life better and i feel that they should that should be there Point of view also when it comes to me. Not that our happiness is dependent on that. You know, I'm not dependent on you to do anything to make my life better. However, because that's my mindset, I would appreciate if you have that same mindset that you are looking to make my life better. You know what I'm saying? And if we both come in there in a relationship with that same mindset, then we'll have a successful relationship because we are both already healed and hold on our own but now we're adding to each other and not taking away, you know? Right. And um, I say
1: it too. I say this all the time. When I'm teaching women, right, women get offended like somebody's blaming them. I, <laughs> I don't blame people. I say this all the time. Blame causes guilt. Accountability causes growth. I'm not blaming you for anything because I don't want you to feel guilty. I'm holding you accountable because I want you to grow as a person. So when I'm talking to women, I'm saying, no matter what your husband, Bay or boo does, You just be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. This is is how relationships thrive, right? Like you said, when I get up, I want to say to myself, what can I do to make this person's life better? When I get up every day and when I get married again, because I will, I am going to be the best version of myself every day, right? And people, a lot of women, oh, I match his energy. Oh, tit for tat. No, you you don't belong in a relationship then with anybody in this world. You don't belong. You're not relational ready, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not ready to be the best version of yourself in every situation. So what if he doesn't? Okay, if you are the best version of yourself in that marriage, in that relationship, and this person does not step up, you don't stoop down to their level. You make a conscious decision to say, I dotted my I's and I crossed my T's and this person is not for me but by no means will I be a piece of ish because somebody else in the relationship is. By no means will I stop being Trey. This is who I am. I love you, Ernest. You my boy, I'ma treat you good. Now, if you abuse that privilege, you just don't have space in my life anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. have time to treat you bad or not call you or ghost you or duck you or treat you some kind of way. No, Ernest, you know what? This is not cool, the behavior. I treat you a certain way. You don't treat me the way that I deserve to be treated in that space. I treat people the way they want to, the way I want to be treated, right? Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: match their energy. And when they don't treat me the way that I want to be treated, I don't do anything except I let that person go so they could grow. There's always space in my life for people that I love. But sometimes you have to let people go to let them grow because when Mm -hmm. you allow, when you allow, when you allow, I'm sorry, one more time, when you allow people to treat you a certain way you're the problem because you are an enabler and you need to ask yourself why would i let ernest treat me bad you know why i will let you treat me bad ernest if i'm in a relationship with you you know why why is that i'm getting something out of the deal from you if i stay in a toxic relationship with you Mm -hmm. we're both toxic number one number two i'm staying because i'm getting something from you and this is how you can leave a toxic relationship you can sit down with yourself, right? If you're in a toxic relationship, and women always say, I'm in a toxic relationship, and then they'll say, in a toxic, they, they'll say they're in a toxic relationship because the man is toxic. Let me explain something to them, Ernest. Ladies, if you're in a toxic relationship, you're toxic too because healthy people leave. So mm-hmm. if you're staying in a toxic relationship, sit down and say, why would I let this man or this woman talk to me like this? Why would I let this man or this woman come in this house three, four, five o'clock in the morning smelling like a whole nother house? Why would I let this person be um, distant from me or not sleep with me? What am I getting out of the deal? And if you answer yourself honestly and say, well, I'm, he pays the bills, so I'm gonna let this happen. She takes good care of the kids, so I'm gonna let this happen. Then you know where your void is and you could find another place. You can find another way. We could create a village, Ernest, if you have to leave mm-hmm. you have children. She a good mother, yep. We're gonna create a village around my children in my house, but I'm not staying for this. So we gotta find out when we're in toxic relationships. What am I getting out the deal? It could be some good penis. I'm just saying, I've stayed for mm-hmm. that. Like I- I'm in this toxic, why am I staying? Yeah. It was loving.
0: The
1: highs was good, the lows <laughs> was good, and the highs was better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You- Right. That out for yourself, like, why would I stay with this fool? Not to call nobody a fool, but I really had to sit and say, Why am I staying here? Like, this is really not good for us, right? To me, but we had an amazing chemistry when things were good, so I had to figure myself out for myself, well, there's some good penis out there with somebody else, get your whole entire life together, girl, because if that's what you stand right. for, there's something wrong with <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I wanna I wanna touch on a couple of things that you said. So first of all, this whole conversation of, of accountability is just like a foreign language sometimes uh to women. And I, I know we're I'm I'm gonna bring up uh the sad whole sad chick thing, right, a little later, but I'm gonna bring it up now just because I seen a video uh and uh, it was a podcast, but it was a, a video uh, clip from the podcast. And in the podcast, it was a woman who was in a relationship with a married man. And say so they. so the guy asked her, like, you don't feel some type of way that you're in this relationship and you know he has someone else. And she was like, no. And so he was trying to, you know, have a conversation with her. But she got so angry and so upset. I'm so like, why would I feel any kind of way? You know, because when the left, I guess, of course, somebody had did it to her. When it happened to me, that other chick didn't feel some type of way. Huh? And she just went into this whole thing. And I'm like, where's the accountability? Right. What does his, whoever cheated on you and him and her, what does their actions have to be, have to do, do with your accountability right. and your things, how you feel about yourself? And what you allow yourself to go through. Again, going back to what you said, people only gonna treat you how you allow them to treat you. So not only how you allow them, right, right. So not only are you allowing someone else who you're not even in a relationship anymore to uh, treat you some type of way, but now you're treating yourself some type of way. Now you're treating yourself the same way that he was treating you. He was treating you like you weren't worthy. He was treating you like you were just a piece of meat. He was treating you like you weren't enough. And now you're doing the same thing to yourself by being a side chick to somebody else who obviously don't think you're enough because they're still with their wife or whoever. And even if they did it, we, we, we might as well get into this conversation now. Yes. If they did it, you know, I always ask a, a person when I have these conversations, OK, if you are a side chick, what makes you think once you become the, the, the main chick, you just open up the position for the side chick? Yeah. So, so what makes you think he's not going to refill that position with somebody else? Because you were just in that position. So, but now you're so much different, and and I and I still don't understand because that is some of the answers that I get. Oh, I'm not her.
1: No. And my mama said this. My mama told me this a long time ago. If you see one rat, there's a whole bunch more following behind. Uh We froze. Mm -hmm. If you see one rat, it is a whole bunch more following behind. You ain't you oh, ain't we're
0: having a good conversation. No, don't go away. It's okay. I'm
1: still here. Right.
0: Oh, there you go. I'm like, no, we're having a conversation was getting too good. Yeah, so I'm right.
1: to him, if it's one one rat, it's a whole bunch of other rats. So if he got one side chick, you you're not the only side chick, you're not the only woman in his DMs. You you are not special. You, you and so many women have to understand this, that what you think of yourself and how you allow people to treat you is what you think of yourself. And, and that woman, I saw that clip too, her going mm-hmm. off like that. That man that hurt you however many years ago that was, that cheated on you, sadly but true, he still got control of your mind because mm-hmm. you are operating based on what somebody did to you five years ago. I refuse to give somebody the power to control how I run my life. And they're not even in my life anymore. You talking about somebody did this to me and they wasn't thinking about me. That person still has control over you. They control you. They ain't even think about you no more. And they still have control of the way you operate and act and you sleeping with somebody else's husband and not being accountable. And well, he's the one that's married. It says a lot about him, but it also says a lot about the content of your character and your integrity and who you think you are as a woman. You Mm -hmm. don't think much of yourself if you sleep with somebody else's husband, boyfriend, fiance, and you could lay in that bed and you could lie to yourself all the time. But that mirror don't lie. Trust and believe me. And them silent moments when you hear people talking about how trifling you are. And I could say this. Because I did, I used to be a side chick because I slept with somebody's husband. You are a home wrecker. You are a home wrecker. And I'm going to tell you straight up, you nasty, you trifling, and right now you in your no good phase. I'm not saying that you ain't ever going to be a righteous woman because you can be. You can change. But for right now, you a rat, okay? And, and you got to understand that you a bird, a pigeon, you know what I'm saying? You ain't no side chick. You a pigeon. You a bird. You a bottom feeder, you do things that are um, unethical and you make excuses for it and you blame somebody else. No, every person that makes a decision, that is your choice.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't care
1: about the other people involved. If it's three people in the car, Ernest, and we go to rob a bank, I don't care whose idea it was. I got in the car and went to rob the bank. If somebody's right. husband comes to me right now and tells me, oh, this is what's happening, that's what happened," Once I know it's somebody's husband, the way that I respond says everything about the content of my character and who I am as a woman. I am if I if I respond in a way to entertain him, I am broken, I am lonely, I am missing something because you can't come to me now and say, "Hey, let's go out. You know, I'm are you married? Yeah, I'm married. But, you know, I'm, I'm working on getting out of it, bro, bro. Who do you think I am that I would even want you? And you got a whole another situation. You got you got problems. Mm-hmm. Who do you think I am that you would even approach me in that way? Let me check myself. What 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 would make you even approach me in my, was it wasn't my delivery, you know, because I smile at everybody. So let me mm-hmm. just set you straight because the content of my character, my morals, my values, the work that I did on myself, and that sister needs to go back and say, why do I feel this way, right? Because we all come from different situations. I come from a very dysfunctional background. But I can't use that as an excuse for my poor behavior. I can't blame the fact that my mama was with my stepfather who was married to somebody else anymore because I'm a conscious grown adult. Right. I got to be accountable for the choices that I make. I know that's bad. I know that's wrong behavior. Now, Mm -hmm. if I want to use it as an excuse. I can. But then that tells me that there's voids inside of me, that I'm not a whole person, that I'm not healed. And I don't I always want to be able to look in the mirror at myself. I don't care what nobody else thinks about me. I really don't. I care about when I look in that mirror and I go to bed at night, I lay my head down on that pillow, Ernest, and I can say, Wow, you are a good person. You were you did a good job today, Trey. And of course, we are gonna fall short of the mark. But when I lay down and I've done something to somebody, I am self-aware and I don't have a problem apologizing. I don't have a problem correcting my behavior. And I don't have a problem having people around me that will correct my behavior. You have to have people around you that don't co-sign your BS. That say, girl, you know you dead wrong. Don't, you, we can't even hang around. We can't even hang out no more. You sleep with that lady husband? I don't hang with chicks that sleep with people husbands. Even if my best friend, and this is a long, short story. When I was doing my dirt, we didn't speak for a long time. This is my very best friend. Now, we've been friends since we was 10 years old. She was not going to condone my poor behavior. And at that time, I was in my fog. I don't care what you say. Mind your business. You don't want to go. Because she was, you know, it would be an alibi. She like, listen, I'm not doing this no more. And we didn't talk for years. But I love her for that. She, she is one of the people I love the most in the world. Because she wouldn't co-sign my BS. Because she didn't want to see me crash and burn. That's the people I need. I need people in my life and every woman and every man needs people in their lives who will risk losing you for a season to save you from your own foolishness.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, and, and I, I agree with you 100% on that. And I, and I think that um, a lot of times we, we don't have that community. I'm going to say a lot of times. Some people don't have that community. You know, even if it's just one person to be able to call you out and say, you know what, what you're doing ain't right. You know, and and sometimes it's just that one person to make you stop and look at yourself, because when we're when your actions are, are doing showing some things, there's definitely something wrong. And when you're thinking about the hurt that you received from someone and then your reaction is to do that same hurt to someone else, then that says a lot about you. You know, and I remember also having a conversation with somebody and, and, you know, you kind of mentioned a minute ago about, you know, being approached by, you know, different people. And I was telling them that if if married men are steadily approaching you, then it's something about you that's giving off that vibe, you know. Right. And although knowing that you have been in that situation before, it's still something about you that's holding it. even though you're not in that situation now it's still something that's unhealed that's still giving off that vibe and that's why they're still uh, attracted to you but like you said once you become healed and you're in a whole different space then you're not even going to attract those same type of situations because you've been healed from it you know and i've said you really if that's still happening on a conscious you know on a regular basis then you really need to go inside yourself and say okay what is it about me that is still putting off these vibes that is attracting these type of men to me You can know i what say I mean? this
1: too mm-hmm. a shark can smell blood a mile away a married man is approaching you because you're walking around like you're broken and desperate mm-hmm. not because you attract married men you attract men who could see a broken and desperate woman right she he men see Oh, look at her. She looked like she wants somebody. She looked, uh, you know, unsure of herself. Let me approach her because there's a possibility. He ain't, uh, you know why married men don't approach me? Because I'm confident as hell. they like, she ain't, she ain't with the game. Now, years ago, they may have because I gave off I was insecure about myself. So mm-hmm. they, they could tell, like, oh, if I give her a compliment, because, you know, she walking with her shoulders down, she don't look too sure of herself. Let me throw, you know, let me throw a line out there. But now, they are not in my inboxes, married men. They are not DMing me, because they like, she ain't about that life. I could tell by the way she carry herself. I could tell by the way she talk about her business. I could tell by the way she not for nonsense and foolishness. Now, your friend who is attracting a certain type of person, it's not because she that's who she is it's because the way that you're carrying yourself you're Mm -hmm. letting off an energy that lets men know that you are desperate you are lonely you are needy you have a void that needs to be filled trust me i know lots of women that marry men don't approach because they some bad chicks and they know don't even say nothing to her you're not even about to waste her time Mm -hmm. she don't even even look like she's about to entertain you and so many women entertain foolishness I, I could if you if I see one little bit of foolishness, Ernest, bro, get out. Of that kind of, they know. They like, all right, I'm not even gonna call her no more. I'm not gonna send her no DM. Because if you say men and women communicate and you know when they're looking for sex, you know when they looking for this, you know when they fishing, you know when they oh ooh, your hips. Look, I don't even respond. You 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 can't even respond, you know what I'm saying? because when you respond you're letting them know that you're receiving something if a man says something slick in my inbox that's inappropriate because you got to say something slick to get the attention but if it's inappropriate i left them on i leave them on red yep i want you to know i read that comment and you sound crazy Mm -hmm. they'll never say nothing else to me again like why you not responding they just don't say nothing they like oh okay nope not her right
0: (laughs) but i i think you know like you said it's it's a it's a sense of knowing who you are right it's a sense of knowing your worth and it's a sense of confidence and being confident in who you are you know in knowing your worth and how you carry yourself and that was one of the things i had uh said in that conversation was you know if you're attracting these guys exactly that because i remember having a conversation with the one young lady and i was asking her how did she get in that situation and even as she began to explain you know where she was in her life at that time and how he approached her and everything i said that's that's all you need to know right there that tells you a lot about him right and it tells you a lot about oh, yourself because yes. you're sitting there admitting at the lower level of self-esteem and things that where you were at that time you think he didn't know that yeah after after you know we got into the conversation it was like oh yeah he he he's been married but he was always had a side chick. You know, whether it was her or somebody else. I said, so you think that when he saw you, before he ever approached you, you think he didn't know before he ever approached you? Like, oh, yeah, she going. You know yes. what i see Because yes. he could already see where you were at. He said, yeah. all you need was a compliment. Oh, why you got your head down, honey? Why you so sad? Well, you know, he started to lift you up a little bit, a little bit, just enough to, you know, to get your attention. And now you all don't go because you think you found something good tomorrow. You can't yeah. find you can't find treasure in somebody else's backyard, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Sharks and so, you know, having that conversation, like, yeah, he he saw you coming. Yeah, you know, sharks I have, smell
1: that blood. I, just like, and, and I tell men this too. Just like men, sharks, women too, women, mm-hmm. and I and I tell my wives especially, when you send your husband out in this world unfed, whatever that fed is, a physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. We could smell it a mile away at the job when your man walk in and he looked tired, exhausted, frustrated. And we like, Hey, how's your day going? The lady at Starbucks behind the counter could tell from a mile away the way your man walking. Cause she sees him every day at that Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be trying to explain to wives and girlfriends. You must protect this house because your husband is a- being approached by women every day. He is, he is really being in an environment where from Starbucks to the gas station to the gym to the job. He is surrounded by women. He is having opportunities all day long. And we, too, as women, we can smell it a mile away. He, he ain't happy at home. And there's mm-hmm. women out here who are hurting and hurt people hurt people. And they looking at your husband, ladies, because y'all don't want to understand that, oh, you talk about Sasha, because it's a reality that I'm trying to tell you that your man is at stake. And if you don't care, that's fine. However, if you're not doing your part in the home as a woman, there's a woman out there that smells it a mile away. And every day at that Starbucks, she write his name on a cup. The next <laughs> day she write a happy face. The next day she write a little affirmation. You the man. Love that suit. Oh, I see you got a haircut. And before you know it, that's how relationships start. They start with conversations every day. Oh, then is this 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 dance? Hey, when he walks in Starbucks, she makes him happy unconsciously. He doesn't even realize that this is happening. Then he read that little mug at that cup every day. She made his affirmation. Next thing you know, she giving him a free cookie. And I ain't talking about the cookie on that cup.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh, Miss, <laughs> we gonna be here all day. <laughs> we gonna be here all day. But you know, what? I, I definitely, I love this conversation. I love having this conversation because it's an, it's a reality, you know. And you know, we talked about the side chicks, and and I don't, I don't want to go too far more into that. But we have to get to a place, number one, that we are accountable for our own actions. And our own well-being and not only our well-being but the well-being of the people that we inter- interact with yes. you know just because someone hurt you yeah i know that hurt people hurt people but if you know you hurt then you know you need healing you know yes. you know that okay i'm not going to continue not only take this hurt that i felt but transfer it to someone else you know we have to take accountability of our own healing our own happiness you know and what it is that we want know, out of our lives. And we have to take that upon ourselves. And so, you know, there's a lot of men and women, you know, who are going out here um, because of their past, because they've been hurt, you know, and they're still unhealed, that they are looking for the opportunity to wreck somebody else's home. They're looking for the opportunity to, you know, mess up your happiness because they're miserable. You know, and they say misery loves company and, and that's what it is. It's like, oh, this happened to me. And even like we mentioned with the, the young girl uh in the video, you know, there was a whole thing. You know, the other chick didn't care about it when it was happening to me. It was like, OK, so now you're going to do that same thing. And that's that's where you want to be now. Now you're hurt. So right. how can you be a man at her still when you have become her Right. You know, to somebody else. You know, and, and but it's that accountability, you know, and even in that video, you could she got so upset because like, you don't want to take accountability that you are doing something that you know is wrong, you know, and because it was wrong, you felt it was wrong when it was done to you, but now you're doing it to someone else, but you don't want to take the accountability and look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm wrong. And that's why you go back to the, the deflection. Well, I'm not wrong because she didn't care no we're not talking about her we're talking about you Uh, that's it
1: and and you know what it is it's it's a lot of when this is why about accountability wives get mad at me because they like you're blaming me i on my platform when i talk to women i remove men from the equation and hold women accountable for their part in the breakdown of the relationship i hold the side chick accountable and i hold the wife accountable right why is, I'm not competing for no man. No, this this is not a competition. But by no means should you not be doing what you're supposed to do as a wife to leave a crack in the door that a woman will be able to entice your husband to your husband. You sending your husband out in this world thirsty. You do have some things that you are supposed to do as a wife. So I'm holding you accountable because there are things that you are able to do, but you're not willing to do for your husband and he has to go out somewhere and know he, he is wrong if he goes out of the relationship. But then he has to deal with, if I leave this relationship, if I leave my wife, she's going to take my money. She's going to take my kids. She's going to harass me. she going to badger me. I'm going to be the bad guy. So this man is stuck between a rock and a hard place. But by no means do you have the right to starve that man because he married you and he's supposed to just stay and take that and be punished if he says, takes the high road and say, like Gary Owen did and say, this is not working for me. He's still the bad guy. You still want to take his money. You still want to wreck his life. You still want to publicly humiliate and embarrass him. When he simply came to you and said, this is not working for me, so I'm going to leave, you would rather he had a whole nother life. And this is why I'm saying I hold the wife accountable. Because you need to do what you're supposed to do in the house. You don't get off the hook to starve no man, make him thirsty and not do what you're supposed to do as a significant other. Just like he can't come home from work and say, hey, I decided to quit my job today. I'm just going to sit in the backyard and rap and, and, and you pay the mortgage. You'll be like, what? You must be crazy. And I hold the side chick accountable. How dare you disrupt somebody home? And this is what I tell the ch- side chicks. Cheating is a form of abuse. And if you are knowingly sleeping with somebody's husband, boyfriend, or fiance, you're an abuser. And if children are involved, you're a child abuser. That man is not at his son's baseball game because he's somewhere laid up with you. That child is suffering at the hands of you and his father. Because if you wasn't available with your legs open, he would be at the baseball game. You're rewarding him for his poor behavior. And you're blaming the wife. No. That is your part. In, this re- in the breakdown of their relationship, you're a home wrecker. So I hold the wife accountable. You must do what you need to do to maintain, sustain, and remain in a healthy relationship in your marriage, and I hold the side chick accountable. You have no right, I don't care what you've been through, to hurt this other woman and then stand on stages and platforms and talk about you women's empowerment. If you sleep with somebody's husband, you don't need to be empowering nobody. You don't need to be teaching no Girl Scouts. You don't need to be doing none of that. So- Miss me with the double-mindedness And the two-faced If you sleep with somebody's husband You are dead wrong and, and and I hold the man accountable But I feel like this Women say you don't hold men accountable I hold them accountable This is how you hold a man accountable And let me tell the ladies The wife, you hold them accountable by saying Listen, I'm not promoting divorces or any of that, Ernest It's time for a season of separation Piggle your bag Because clearly you don't want to be here You hold your man accountable if you are the best version of yourself every single day and you dotted your i's and crossed your t's and he's sneaking out or doing something and you doing everything you're supposed to do you need to send that man packing but i don't know a lot of good men that are out cheating whose women are fulfilling their needs and i know a lot of married good marriages so don't tell me wives I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything. No, you're doing what you want to do. You're not giving that man what he needs. And to the side chick, you have no excuse. You just dead wrong. Dead wrong on every level. Go deal with your daddy issues. Go deal with your insecurities. Go deal with your self-esteem. Go deal with that man that hurts you. And stop dragging other people's men along. Stop approaching other people's men. Because these women out here is reckless right now. They are ratchet. It's a lot of women out here, Ernest, that's way worse than men. They in these men, these married men DM, and they know they married. And this is one thing, too. Women have to understand, women who have good husbands, you have to understand there are a lot of women who see this man as a good husband, and that's what they're thirsty for. Oh, he's so good with his kids. Oh, he takes his wife out to dinner because they're watching on social media. So be careful what you post. Mm-hmm. Don't share everything because these chicks is out here thirsty looking like, oh. I want her husband. They ain't looking for their own no more, Ernest. This, these side chicks is something different than our grandmama's side chicks. They're, the side chicks knew they placed back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And they, these 2022 side chicks, they a whole another animal. They don't give a damn. And you yeah. wives, I'm only here to warn you. I'm only here to tell you the truth. They will take your man if you are not doing what you're supposed to do, and some men, yes, are ratchet and raggedy, and it's not the wife, but a lot of wives, y'all need to own up to the fact that you ain't slept with your man in three months, that you ain't slept with your man in a year, that you don't show your man no intimacy, that you don't support him, you won't sit down and watch a game with him, you you put everybody before him, your mama, the, the sorority, your kids, the pastor, y'all better open up your eyes. Your man needs you. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Ernest. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good, man. Listen, I said we'll be here all night and we will because we'll just keep going and going. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this uh, just from from my experience. I remember years and years and years ago. Um, I think I was I wasn't a teenager. I had to be in my 20s, maybe early 20s. And it was a young woman who I knew and I knew she was attracted to me. You know, I knew she was attracted to me and, you know, we were friends. And so one day she came to me and, you know, positioned me like, hey, I want to, you know, get into a relationship with you whatever. And I said, well, you know that, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship like, you know, this, you know. And she was like, yeah, but she won't know or whatever. I said, yeah, but you told me, you know, in our conversations that one of the things you respected about me, that I was an upstanding guy. So if I was just to enter this relationship with you, then, then what would make me different from anybody else? Ooh. you know, what would make me different from the men that you're already dealing with? If you said that's what you what attracted you, me, you to me in the first place? first place, you know. So, again, we have to be accountable for our own actions. we got to be accountable for what we allow, you yes. know, and what we allow to be said and done to us and what we say and do to other people. Uh, especially in relationships, So I'm going to kind of leave it right there because I will be going on and on and on. So uh, <laughs> Miss Troy, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to get something uh, in your mind. Oh, and we want to talk about the books. We want to mention the books, but I want you to get get us a, uh, a word of encouragement, uh, motivation, whatever, something to leave us on because uh, I'm going to let you have the last word. Um, and I also definitely share our your social media outlets and information where, you know, our listeners can get in contact with you to work with you. So I'll give you a second to, to kind of think about that. Uh, to my listeners, once again, thank you guys for tuning in um, to the to the podcast. I know at the beginning I told you that I was going to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast. So here we go. You can win $100 from the podcast by joining our super subscriber contest. What does that mean? That means you must subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. You must subscribe to all three of those. And after you have done that, you will text the word WIN, W-I-N, to 866-326-0730. Let's text the word WIN, W-I-N, to 866- Three two six zero seven three zero, and you will be entered into our super subscriber contest where you can win a hundred dollars. The contest is ongoing; it never stops. So there's no telling how many hundred dollars I'll give away, and it's also random. So there's no telling when I'm going to do it. And once you're in, you're in. You don't have to keep on doing. It. You don't have to be. Once you subscribe to all three and you text the word "win" and you in, you're in. So every time that. That random contest comes up where I pull somebody's name. It could be your name. It don't matter whether it's today, a week from now, a year from now. It doesn't matter. Once you're in, you are in. So, again, join our Super Subscriber Contest, and you can win $100 from the podcast. All right. So, Ms. Trey, first of all, let me say again, thank you so very much for being here. Thank you for taking out the time to uh, share your expertise with us. Um, So I know... um, we didn't get a chance to talk about the books, but I definitely want you to mention them. And you, know, you can tell us a little bit about them and where that can be found at. Uh, I'll let you have the last word. So the floor is yours.
1: The last word is be the best, highest version of yourself at all times. No matter what nobody else is doing, be accountable for your actions. Just be a good person period, point blank, that is it. You can get the books from my website, www.treykearney.com. You can follow, friend, and like me on all things at Trey Kearney, T-R-A-Y-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y. You can find me on my YouTube channel, New You Nation Network, New You Nation Network.
0: Okay. All right. So we can't end it no better than that. To our listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in. <clears throat> this is the Deal with E. James podcast. And our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next week, I'll see you guys. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866- Three two six zero seven three zero. That's eight six six three two six zero seven three zero. In order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Just go to dealtohealteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.